Hello, hello, and welcome to another England match report with me, Adam, of the Two Network. It's finished in Russia. It's finished England 6, Panama 1. Um, it's, it was a pretty rag game, um, all in. I think um, one, of our, one of the problems about the, the opening game against Tunisia is that we create a lot of chances, but weren't able to actually find the cutting edge to really put them to bed early. That was not the case against Panama. We absolutely um, destroyed them in the first half, with it being 5-0 at half-time. Um, absolutely fantastic performance all round. But I mean, <clears throat> obviously Panama were off the back of a 3-0 defeat by Belgium. Um, and they actually managed to hold Belgium until the second half in that game. It wasn't until that spectacular Dries Mertens finish that uh, actually led to the 3-0 victory for the Belgians in the end. But at half-time in that game, it was nil-nil, and Panama were very, shall we say, combative. They brought their own brand of uh, physicality, not always legal, I would, I would add. And obviously, the, one of the first incidents in the, in the whole game was uh, Jesse Lingard getting elbowed within about two or three minutes. Now... Obviously, the game continued after he'd been treated. The game continued, but I don't understand, and I still don't understand, why VAR wasn't used for what was clearly a blatant elbow in the box. Now, it's laughable because I think after a couple of minor fouls, Ruben Loftus-Cheek got, got yellow carded in the first half. After just a couple of minor fouls, yet a penalty, a potential penalty incident. I mean, if the referee sees it, for me, that's a straight red and it's a penalty. None were given. Nobody seemed to be complaining too much, but I, I, I don't, I still to this, even now, don't understand why that wasn't given as a penalty. And I, th I thought, is this just going to be another, uh, another game where things don't go our way? Um, or we, d we don't finish these chances that we keep getting, but we applied a lot of pressure. We were very dominant early on. And it, it was, it, I think it was about the eight minute mark that we finally got the breakthrough, we, got the, we broke the deadlock, and it was from a corner. Now, before this corner went in, Harry Maguire was signaling to the ref, and the ref had to stop uh, and have a chat with him, that, that the, the, the Panamanian defender was sort of like hugging Harry Maguire. So he kept arguing with him a couple of times. So as this corner's been flighted in, my eyes are on, on the, the battle between Harry Maguire and the, and the Panamanian defender. And of course, then John Stones, just, I mean, the marking, if you remember, for the Harry Kane uh, winner against Tunisia was just absolutely shocking. And the very same way, John Stones was able to just to, just to sidestep, just run in. I mean, if you think about the Ronaldo goal um, a few days ago, the winner, the diving header, you think... It was against Morocco. He was just able to sidestep uh, a marker and then just head in from close range. The John Stones opening goal was quite similar in, in a way that he it was from a corner. It was from the same kind of position out. But I'd argue that Stones had even less to do to shake off his marker because there was nobody around him, and it was such a it was such a, a specific, a very definite guided header. Um, he headed it low, it bounced and towards the corner and the, the goalkeeper's got no chance and England are 1-0 up inside 10 minutes and 
It's an absolutely fantastic. Obviously, we scored, I think, after the 11th minute against Tunisia. So you think, yeah, this is looking, this is starting to look good for us. Um, and again, we haven't a battle with with uh, with Panama's physicality, but it's but it's all England, and we're swarming. And if you're again that first 20 minutes against Tunisia, the the, the, the start of this game was very very similar to that, except we were just clinical. And ball was knocked over the top. Jesse Lingard running in from from midfield, and he's just absolutely flattened. Like the the uh, the, the defenders just, I think it's um, uh, his name escapes me. But he he, uh, I think it was there. Fidel Escobar, wasn't it? Fidel Escobar. What a name that is, by the way. He just basically flattens Lingard from behind. Penalties given. And Harry Kane, right, so he already got a brace in his first game, um, equaling the World Cup um, goals tally of Alan Shearer, who got two goals. Harry Kane steps up, and I, I, can't, I can't get over the, how good... The, the technique and the pace on that penalty and the accuracy is just phenomenal, and... It doesn't matter that it was only against Panama because I think he takes that goal against he takes that penalty against a Spain or Germany or Brazil or France. I don't think they're saving it. It is it is top bins and it was the the pace was it was just too much. It was too hot to handle. And I I can't get I'm I'm still waxing lyrical about that technique because he he pictures it, he, he's envisaged exactly where he wants to put it and he dispatches it exactly where he meant to with the pace that he wanted with the accuracy that technique is world class there's no other word for it world class technique and that penalty superb and you worry that if he misses that at that point in the game 1-0 do Panama get back into it does Harry Kane's head drop um, you'd like to think no to both of those but again you, you you just don't know do you and the way he dispatched that gave him three goals in his first 100 minutes or so of, of world cup football maybe 210 so a flying start we're tuning up absolutely um coasting at this point and jesse lingard pops up again so there's a move at the left hand side i think ashley young's involved Lingard picks up the ball and he wants to drive. He wants to run towards goal. So I think he's played into Sterling who just pops it around the corner. You know, he's assuming that the run would continue. Lingard picks it up and he's done this a few times for Man United. He's, he's scored long-range goals and he just curls it beautifully. And I didn't realise at first, but obviously you will have seen now, the replay clips the underside of the bar and it just it's just a beautiful goal lovely placement curled into the top corner in off the bar what a finish like we don't often see goals as good as that by England in tournaments we'll we'll get through I mean a lot of our goals historically come from set pieces and this was no different today um, with that Jesse Lingard um, effort being the only goal that we ended up um, scoring from open play in the first half out of the five and it was just a it was a wonderful goal great celebrations and it started at that point i think 
Panama really started to lose their heads. I think they, you know, they were heading out of the World Cup at that point and in some spectacularly car crash fashion. So they start, I mean, there's a lot of crazy decisions, but every time we seem to get a corner or a free kick, we looked dangerous and they looked very liable to give away penalties and their style was, I mean, they've just tried to bully their way through through games. I think when they when they realise that they that they don't have parity in terms of footballing ability and talent, that they just kind of turned it into a, a different kind of game altogether. But but huge huge credit to England here because they didn't allow Panama to to, to drag them down to that combative level. And, and and being combative is fine, but what they were doing was something else. Like I think. I'm surprised they, they they finished the game with ten uh, with eleven men. To be honest, the, some of their some of their fouls and some of their tactics. I mean, it could have been we could have had more penalties. We probably should have done, but we rose above it. And, and an absolutely ingenious free kick for our fourth goal. Um, it was played short and straight from a central position into Jordan Henderson, who just whipped it up towards the back post Harry Kane's rising there nods it back across the six yard box Sterling's there diving header great save from the goalkeeper and who's there who's there to pick up his second World Cup goal of the game of the tournament it's John Stones who, <laughs> who pulls level with Alan Shearer so John Stones who had don't even think I, I don't know if he's ever scored for England before. Um, I probably should have checked that, but to 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 get that brace, um, and it, I mean they were just queuing up by the end of that fourth goal, and it, there was no danger of being offside. John Stones has a second. Absolutely delighted for him. Um, it must have been um, a tricky a tricky season in the Premier League, losing his place um, with Laporte coming in from Man City. And a lot of people questioning John Stones. You know, he's probably the right type of player for, for, for Gareth Southgate, but had he played enough games to be able to be relied upon? I thought I thought most of the back line were pretty assured today. I thought Kyle Walker again had a couple of shaky moments, although he made a very, very good interception in that first half from a dangerous cross, probably Panama's first threat on goal. Um, and it needed to be made, that tackle, and it was by Kyle Walker. But other than that, I thought... And there was just momentum building in that first half. So as soon as that fourth goal went in, and obviously pandemonium, we didn't sit back, we pushed, we pushed, we pushed, we wanted goals. And now you're starting to think, well, actually, Belgium aren't that far ahead in terms of uh, their goal difference. They won 3-0 in the first game against Panama. Then they beat um, Tunisia 5-2 yesterday. So you're thinking they're like plus six. And of course, it, um, when it's 4-0 up, after that second John Stones goal, we're suddenly at plus five. And you think, hang on, we might only need a draw with Belgium. If you get a couple more goals, we might only need a draw with Belgium to top the group, which does have a significant impact on who we may or may might not face from, from Group H. So, but that wasn't, that wasn't it. We kept getting more corners and... I mean, it was just getting ridiculous. There, there, there was probably 
there was probably too many fouls to call. I don't know if the if the strategy from from the Panamanians was to create so much chaos in the box, so many fouls, that the referee doesn't actually know where to look. And the most ridiculous foul, penalty foul, you'll, you'll ever see in a World Cup. Um, I wasn't sure which, which was the defender, but he, he basically was, I think it was Godoy maybe, I think it was Godoy. And he was pulling Harry Kane everywhere and then adding, and then he just, he just lands a thump on the back of his head. It couldn't, it couldn't be more obvious. It was absolutely meant. I, I don't understand what he thought was going to come of that. Of course, it was another penalty. Um, again, I don't know how he stayed on the pitch. He ended up getting subbed off later on in the second half, I think. But just you cannot go into, you know, for all of FIFA's corruption, you cannot go into, you know, a, a tournament, a professional football tournament like this and play like that and just thump people because or elbow people just because you feel you feel like because you feel inferior to them it just it just it just amazed me I, I couldn't believe what they were trying to get away with and obviously they didn't we got another penalty um harry kane steps up again same same corner same technique it wasn't quite as uh a satisfying finish is the first because the, the first for me was just exceptional nothing wrong with his finish for the second absolutely delighted for him that made it uh, four World Cup goals in two games S stunning for, for Harry Kane delighted for him because he has had injuries before the tournaments before he's not turned up um, probably because of burnout I imagine since he sort of burst onto the scene in the, in the club scene for, for, for Spurs a few seasons ago and he, he's never looked back since but in terms of international tournaments he, he has struggled in an English shirt but you can see how he's brimming with confidence to be able to dispatch that penalty in the same place he, it's the, he basically just showed that the first absolutely 100% wasn't a fluke he, he, it was utterly intentional and so good that he could do it again um, the keeper gets the wrong way and that's that, that's on the stroke of half time. It's five nil at half time. Um, absolutely, I think that that was already at half time. England's biggest win, uh, pending win in a tournament uh, game, in a tournament fixture, Euros, World Cup. Um, so the second half played out pretty much like most high scoring um, games, which have had a, a flurry in the first half. Is that? Our impetus went slightly. Um, I don't necessarily agree that we should have done that. I think we should have gone for the jugular. Um, and it took a while for us to... I think we just we calmed the pace down and maybe not playing with as, as much intensity is going to save legs. It's potentially going to save some injuries as well. It makes the third group game very, very interesting. But Ruben Loftus-Cheek had come in for the injured Deli Alley. I wondered if... I wondered if Rashford... Could have started instead, but I was I was relatively impressed with with Loftus Cheek. I thought he showed good physicality. I like how tall he is. I think that causes problems for for, for people, and he I think he uses his strength well. He's a he's a player that Newcastle United have been linked with this summer. He, he's hinted that he wants to leave Chelsea because he wants to play regularly, and you'd think you know the fact that he's breaking into an England squad um, in a major tournament. I th I think. Whatever happens next year, he will be he will be playing. He'll be he'll be getting first team regular football as he did with Crystal Palace. 
So he, I, th I thought he was very good, and and honestly, the fi the, the sixth goal moved down the right hand side. He, um, he he cut in on his left. He drove. He drove, and he smashed a, a hit with his left foot. It's basically come off the back of a completely unsuspecting Harry Kane, <laughs> and it's bubbled up. Keeper's already committed to the bottom corner, and it's just bounced, dribbled in, and um, Harry Kane has the, the most unlikeliest um, and most unaware of hat-trick goals. So he scored a hat-trick in the World Cup, um, and he's got five now. V bit unlucky for Loftus-Cheek, but I don't think his, his original shot would have, would, have, would have been troubling the goalkeeper too much. So that was 6-0, and it was just as Harry Kane had already probably been earmarked to get pulled off so be, Jamie Vardy came on in his place we saw Fabian Delph come on for Lingard I think it had a yellow card at that point as well anyway I'm not too sure but and then later on we saw Trippier come off Young switched over to the right hand side and we saw Danny Rose get a bit I thought that Rashford might we might have seen Rashford but actually thinking about it there's a probably a strong possibility that Rashford might get a start against Belgium now uh, maybe he was intentionally not playing him at all because he wants to see him in f having full impact. So that might be a, might, might be the case. We don't know. It will we'll only know um, on the day really, or if more team sheets get leaked. Who knows? Um, but at that point, I think we'd sort of we seem spent up now. It, it, it's weird because you think at that point like let's just keep going. At that point, it's six nil. We were ahead in the group. But then we allowed Panama to get back into it. And I say back into it, 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 was, it was a very speculative free kick anyway. Um, it was a cross whipped in, and I thought we were quite complacent at the back to let that goal in. We had a couple of people keeping the goal scorer on side. I think the goal did I overhear the goal scorer? It was like 37 or something. Um, slightly embarrassing. And... Yeah, I think it was a, a couple of guys, possibly Harry Maguire, just at the top of the screen, who were basically keeping him on side. It was a good little finish, but it's annoying that we didn't keep the clean sheet. And that goal has actually meant that now our goal difference has um, is identical to Belgium's. Now, doing a little bit of uh, research on Twitter and what people are saying, it turns out that should it be a draw between England and Belgium, in the final group game, it will come down to, to fair play points, to discipline. Now, Belgium currently have three bookings. England have two, I believe. So we're currently top on bookings, on the, on the fewer bookings. That's how tight it is, but I just think there was possibly, once you get to five, six, it's not much more to try and push for that seven, eight, but we did seem to sit back. As I said, maybe it's for the best that we that we dropped the intensity because it could have if we got it if we got some major injuries in that game, especially with the way that Panama were playing, very physical, often not fair, then it could have been a bad situation for us. So, I think we ignore looking at any negatives of this game. It's a fantastic. It was a rout in the end, six-one. Um, one of the one of the biggest uh, World Cup. Um, high-scoring games um, that we've seen in recent memory. So you, we had Germany beating Brazil 7-1. Uh, 
I remember Germany beating Saudi Arabia 8-0, I think in 2002 as well, or 2006. So we've had a few high scoring, but this, you know, this is a statement of intent, I think, from England. I was worried coming into the tournament that Gareth Southgate was possibly maybe too conservative. He played out a lot of draws against some big teams, which are good results. We have yet to be properly tested in this tournament. Let's not go overboard, but I think we can definitely get excited by the amount of chances we've created in both games. Um, we seem to have addressed the issue of, of our finishing. You don't score six goals without addressing <laughs> your finishing. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. We've seen plenty of very good teams struggle against lesser sides. So as much as Panama have ended up after two games shipping nine goals, we still had to go and do it. We still had to go and do a professional performance. There was still a lot of pressure on us after the first win to go out and get another win so that we could be comfortable going into the Belgium game knowing that we don't need much. A draw, if there are no bootings, a draw against Belgium will see us top the group. If there are bookings <laughs> for either side, it gets a little bit more complicated. But a win is the only way, surefire way to know that that's how we'll take the, our destiny in our own hands. So an absolutely brilliant day to be an England fan. I think it's captured the imagination of the whole nation. It's, it, was, it was the performance we, we were hoping for. And a performance that probably previous England teams probably should have delivered at least once over the last few tournaments, especially when we had some some of our better um, better talent, but this, this this England side seems very hungry. It's driven. They seem well drilled. I think tactically, most know what their what their roles are. I still feel that we're lacking a lot of natural width. I think that fr the the front attacking players. I don't think there's. It's tough to say this after scoring six goals, but maybe there's. There's a lot of kind of, there's a few square pegs and round holes. Sterling isn't being played out wide, which is what he would be used to at Man City, which I don't, which is probably one of the reasons why I think he's not being as effective. Um, I think Lingard works well centrally. Um, Loftus-Cheek did well, I think, driving from deeper. But you think about, what, you know, Rashford, where would he fit in? Would he just be playing in a sort of just off Harry Kane? Uh, Mike Vardy get another look in. He didn't really... It's not, it must have been quite frustrating for Vardy because when he came on, we stopped creating many chances, so he didn't really have, he didn't really have much to work with, uh, unfortunately for him. Um, but as long as Harry Kane's doing the business, that's absolutely fine. But I, yeah, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Rashford start the Belgium game. Um, maybe we'll see um, a couple of other changes as well. But it's 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 very difficult to call third, you know, third group games in any World Cups because especially when teams have actually already qualified because does Southgate want to finish top? It might depend on what's going on in the uh, Group H game. Currently, it's 1-0 between Japan and Senegal. So, if we finish top, does that mean that we might avoid Senegal who look quite strong at the minute? They haven't won their group by any means, but they might. Or... Do we want to finish second? I don't know. There's a few, you know, there's a lot of chat on Twitter, for example, that maybe it's beneficial to whoever is in Group G to finish second. But I'm not too sure about that. I think I think top in a group will always get you a better, will always get you a better draw. 
because it means that whoever came in second hasn't smashed it and maybe might be low in confidence as basically in comparison to whoever topped their group. So it's it's difficult to call. It's very difficult to call lineups um, for this Belgian game, but I think both nations will want to win it still. Um, and it'll be a show of squad depth. I think we'll we'll make a few changes, there'll be a bit of rotation, but I still think the, the spine will be there. I think if you if we were to completely shift about, I don't think that's Southgate's style. I think he wants to keep some continuity and really battle for Belgium and, and, and have us have us tested. We haven't been tested yet. Um, Tunisia was our biggest test, but even then, it was the, the only reason we were in a it, they were in the game until the very end is because we gave away a silly penalty and we missed a lot of chances. So great to see England in, in full stride. They've definitely arrived. Harry Kane's looking tasty. He's top of the goal scoring charts at the minute. He'll not want to miss any games going forward. Um, but that's England definitely, definitely into the last 16. Um, it's very good news. And on to the next one. Thanks very much for watching this England match report with me, Adam of the Two Network, live from Le a Leeds hotel room. Um, that's me. See you for the next one. Bye, bye.